Welcome to the Actuaries in the Wild podcast. I started this podcast because I believe that actuaries are more than just your stereotypical number cruncher that sits at a computer all day. Many of us have endeavors that go beyond the traditional actuarial realm. My goal is to meet those actuaries who have ventured from their desks to explore their passions. It's time to meet the actuaries in the wild. Today's actuary in the wild is John Forster. Welcome, John. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Happy to be here. I've been following your podcast, doing great stuff. So I've been a fan and and happy to be on the show. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I want to start by finding out a little bit more information about your background. I usually ask people about their actuarial career first, but your story starts in college. You were a wrestler at Rutgers. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, pretty, pretty fun, man. I, I loved it. I love Rutgers. I'm New Jersey through and through. And, um, you know, the big thing at Rutgers, I was a, a captain of the wrestling team for two years. I'm a big wrestling fan now. I just watched the NCAA tournament the three days during the weekend. So my wife's glad that the season's over. Yeah. So uh, I'm not spending my time there all the time. But um, yeah, I loved it. Um, you know, learned a lot of lifelong lessons, made a lot of lifelong friends, had a had a had a successful career, didn't achieve all of my goals but um yeah I was nationally ranked and uh won 110 matches which was is a good accomplishment and um definitely just enjoyed it and enjoyed the grid and uh grinding and and something that uh like I said lifelong lessons things I learned that helped me throughout my life uh off the mat than on the mat so coming out of Rutgers you decided to go into the actuarial field what made you decide to become an actuary yeah yeah um Back then, you know, I'm I'm getting I'm aging myself now because now I can say back in the old days, right? I mean, this is yeah. I graduated 2001, and it wasn't as popular as of a profession as it is today with a lot of information. So there wasn't a lot of information about it. I was a math major. I was always good at math, and the business world really intrigued me. I, I come from a very uh, small farm town in South Jersey, and really didn't know anybody that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I had a corporate job that went to the city in a, in a big building, and that always kind of intrigued me. And I found out about the actuarial profession, that this is something that you can use your math skills on the business side and took an exam, passed it. Um, you know, I passed one exam and, and I got a job from that. So my first job was at a small company, uh, Benicard Services, and mm -hmm. um, really uh, was a blessing in disguise uh, that, that I worked for a small company because I really got to uh, progress uh, quickly in my career. I was, um, you know, in a director level role a couple of years out of school on senior leadership teams and uh, meeting with clients and going to dinners with the president of our company and the president of the other company. So really got to learn a lot and absorb a lot of information. And I, I think that really helped me later in my career because I was able to understand the higher level uh, about what uh, you know, the business needs are. And I was able to apply that to my work. So I enjoyed it and uh, got in the profession and really, really loved it. So this brings me to what makes you an actuary in the wild. You decided after some time to become an MMA fighter. Talk about why you decided to pursue this direction in your life. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you kind of, I kind of got that itch, right? I competed my whole life and um, always 
uh, was active in sports. Um, I was very bad at a lot of sports. Wrestling was the only one mm-hmm. I was good at, honestly. But um, yeah, I kind of always had that itch to compete. And um, just like anything else, I saw a lot of lot of people um, around uh, my age and, uh, you know, that were, uh, I wrestled with in college. I saw yeah. them having great success in it. A couple of buddies of mine made the UFC. And um, yeah, I just saw them having success. And then I, I, I remember I went to one of my buddy's fights in Atlantic City and I was like, ah, I want to do this. And at the time I, I took on a role that was, uh, you know, very time uh, commitment oriented and um, was definitely the most I worked in my life. Um, it was uh, Medicare uh, Part D. It was right when Part mm-hmm. D came out. So it was the 2008 bids I had to do. And I had to figure out how to do that. And, um, you know, most companies uh, outsource that to consultants. And, you know, we we had a, a at our company, we were bringing that in house. And, um, you know, I had to figure all that out from scratch. And I was working a ton of hours, 70 hour weeks yeah. while I'm trying to get my exams done and um, got got out of shape, got really out of shape. And um, probably was it was the only point I'm 45 now, the only point in my life where I had some medical, you know, minor medical issues, but was on some maintenance medication and, um, you know, getting that itch and saying, hey, I need to get back to, you know, the old John where I'm working mm-hmm. out all the time and grinding and, uh, you know, competing and uh, started uh training MMA actually then had a job switch that was, you know, very good for me. It was actually a step up in uh, role on paper, um, but was a lot less uh, workload, working a lot less nights and weekends. And I was able to start training and competing and started out, did a couple jujitsu tournaments. And then, um, you know, there was a fight team at my gym and started training with the pro fighters. And um, yeah, next thing you know, um, I'm in a cage getting punched in the face and, um, you know, at the casinos and and competing and having a lot, having a lot of fun with it. I I really enjoyed it. I, um, you know, uh, lost my first one, but then won a bunch after that and uh, was just a lot of fun. And I felt like it was bringing me back to what, what I used to do back in, back in my college days and actually all through growing up. So, so you talk about uh, bringing it back to your college days. How does your background at Rutgers help you in your MMA fighting? Yeah, if you look at uh, the successful MMA fighters, the, the top guys, the majority of them have a wrestling background. And, um, you know, that I don't that's no coincidence. I think wrestling is a sport that requires a lot of grit, requires mm-hmm. a lot of um you know, pressure and learning and, and just competition. You just compete a lot in wrestling. So, um, yeah, it just helped me out with the mindset. I think mindset's very important and, um, you know, understanding what it's like to to lose and be down and, and come back from that. And, um, yeah, just, just really helped me uh, a lot making that transition. And then I had to learn the boxing and the kickboxing yeah. and the jujitsu and, um, that stuff is honestly, I, I wasn't a, a great boxer, but it's easier to learn enough of that um, to be effective than to learn wrestling. If you don't know the wrestling aspect, you're a fish out of water because if yeah. you're a great boxer and don't know the wrestling, you're just going to get taken down and get pummeled. So you need to learn the other skills. You need to be well-rounded. No one could be a one-trick pony, but the wrestling is a lot of feel and a lot of, um, you know, it takes a lot of time to pick up. And, and, you know, that's what I did since I was five years old. So I had that had that background. So did you use anything that you'd learned from your actual training in your MMA uh, fighting? 
Um, I, I think it was more the opposite. I think I learned a lot in the MMA fighting that I and wrestling um, that I applied to, you know, my actuarial career. I think it all kind of meshes into one. I mean, the, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the teamwork, right? You're, you know, I, I really pride myself of um, always having uh, strong teams and always developing my employees. And even after they're my employees, you know, my phone's always available for them to give me a call. And um, I, I try to help them out the, the best possible. So I think that team aspect is really huge. And um, the coach uh, athlete relationship, I, I always kind of took that um, in, into my uh, my world, if you will. I, I started managing teams a few years out of college. So I think I was able to pick that up because I knew about that coach athlete relationship right. and was able to try to try to uh, build and, and know what people need to learn. And, and um, yeah, I definitely I uh, feel like there's a ton of overlap there uh, with what I did uh, athletically to to my actuarial career. Okay, you won an amateur title after battling mm -hmm. through some adversity. Can you talk about uh, that adversity and then how you trained and prepared for the bout and ultimately had the mindset to win? Yeah, so there was adversity before the bout. I actually um, was training for another fight and I tore my uh, ACL and um had a had a long road to recovery there it wasn't like a, a totally bad uh tear that needed surgery but a lot of rehab i had to do a lot of rehab uh came back i won a fight and then i got an amateur um title fight and um you know and in that amateur title fight i mean that first round wasn't pretty i i really got uh rocked pretty hard and um right off the bat within five seconds in, in the bout um it's a it was a fun fight you can look it up if you want to see me get beat up for a little bit it's on youtube if you look just type in john forster uh xfe mma xfe was a big promotion uh for amateurs back then and um yeah i got you know definitely had a concussion i think it was um a pretty surreal it was kind of uh it was kind of like you see in the movies. I never experienced that. Um, mm -hmm. It was kind of like you see in the movies where things slow down and very yeah. echoey. There was a big crowd there. A lot. He had a lot of fans. I had a lot of fans. So a lot of people were yelling on his side and it just echoed and things slowed down. And, um, you know, vision was blurry. It was almost like Rocky hit the one in the middle. And, you know, what I did was I just kept moving and, and I, I heard the ref yelling and, um, you know, he, he was close to stopping the fight. My corner said they were very close to stopping the fight, but, um, usually in MMA, if you keep moving, um, the rule is you have to be intelligently defending yourself. I don't know how intelligent I was, but I, I just kept, you know, moving and trying to get to different positions while I was getting hit and, um, uh, made it out of that round. Uh, got to my corner, sat down on the stool. And I, I remember my, uh, coach coaches came and they just said, breathe, you know, just breathe for a second. And I was taking those big breaths in and trying to, uh, get my wits about myself. And I just kind of remember walking out there and looking across the cage in that second round. And, um, you know, it was just like, same thing, just go forward. And I ended up dominating the second round. And then I ended up getting the knockout in the third round. So it was, um, you know, it was kind of the switch where we both were probably had the biggest, uh, 
biggest crowds of of the people at the at the at the fights and went from his side going crazy to, mm -hmm. to my side going crazy and um yeah it was a lot of fun had a good party afterwards it was a, a lot of fun after that fight and yeah I keep the belt right there in my office you know um you know it just reminds me of you know coming through adversity and and working through stuff because you have that at work too so um yeah it was a lot, a lot of fun fun fight and I really enjoyed it so you're, you talked about your amateur career. Did you ever fight professionally? Yeah, after that, I got signed by uh, Cage Fury Fighting Championships, which is one of the uh, biggest promotions, um, you know, outside of the UFC. A lot of uh, Aljamain Sterling is a UFC champ. He fought a lot in Cage Fury and a lot of guys, you know, in the UFC fought in Cage Fury. So it was pretty, pretty honored to get a, get a, uh, pro contract with them. Um, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. I had one pro fight. Um, I won that one. So that's good. I'm one and oh, I, I <laughs> talk about Don Jones, who they say is the greatest, uh, uh, MMA fighter of all time. He has a loss. He never, he had a disqualification loss. I so John Forster is a undefeated pro MMA fighter, but Don Jones is not. So I, I won the one bout. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of, again, a lot of fun, good fight. Um, you know, I ended up winning two rounds to one. He had me in a little trouble in the second round and I had to come back and win the third round to kind of ice it. And, uh, yeah, won, won, won that fight. And it, it was, it was just a lot, a lot of fun to be able to, uh, make it to the pro level and then win a fight at that level was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, other than maybe you just wanted to go out on top, uh, you decided to retire from MMA. What led to that decision? I said, other than maybe going out on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't just going out on top. It was I was getting old. I was I was yeah. in my late thirties, and um, you know, I was thinking about coming back for another fight. But when when you start training, um, you know, you start training a lot, and it, it wears down your body. And it was just for me having a full-time job, having a lot of other things going on personally. Um, I had to do a lot of rehab then, and it was almost like more rehab than the training. And um, yeah, ended up calling it quits. Um, you know, great, great career, great experience in my life. I, I love it. I still do jujitsu once in a while. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun doing jujitsu, but you know, I definitely train very different today than I did back when I was competing. I'm really uh, making sure I don't uh, push too hard or get hurt, yeah. you know, but still a lot of fun. I still love it. I still love progressing. I still love, uh, the chess match, if you will. Um, yeah. but it, it was, it was time, right? Yeah. So, uh, where has your career taken you since then? Really talk about your actual career. Cause you came yeah. back, you said you retired from MMA, uh, and then you're back into your actual career. So where has your career taken you since then? Yeah, I, I was fortunate in my career. I worked a lot of uh, fun jobs. I, I bounced around, you know, I did a lot of different things from Medicare to stop loss to, um, a, you know, the, the small group, ACA, a lot of ancillary products, long-term care. You know, I, I was an appointed actuary. So I got to do a, a ton in my career. Uh, most recently, I was a chief operating officer for medical risk managers. Great company. Um, you know, really, um, they are a stop loss MGU, but they're a stop loss MGU for some of the biggest insurance carriers, you know, big insurance carriers out mm -hmm. there. They do a lot of their, you know, they they rely a lot on MR with MRM on a lot of their uh, uh, stop loss. And I was uh, fortunate to, to be able to work as a chief operating officer there, working with some great people um, in the company and then uh, with our external clients. And my main job was 
focusing on the external clients' needs and making sure they have mm-hmm. what they need to um, kind of grow their stop loss business. So um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, an interesting opportunity came up. I guess we're in the great resignation now, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of opportunities came up. Something I I never would have thought of. Um, an opportunity came up with uh, the Society of Actuaries, and I never would have thought I would uh, join the Society of Actuaries. But it's interesting. It's a a new uh, job for them. It's the uh, professional development, learning, and content design director. So uh, I took that job. I'm going to be very involved with a lot of the meetings coming up. And um, really, I love the uh, a lot of the content that the SOA puts out. I love a lot of their podcasts. I love the meetings they go to. And really, it's kind of taking that and trying to bring it to the next level. So uh, I'm excited about it. I've been here four months, and we've got some some cool things coming on the horizon. So how have you found that role at the SOA different than your traditional actuarial role? Um, there, There's differences and there's a lot of similarities. You know, I'm not in the spreadsheet as much, you know, I'm not, um, you know, not crunching the numbers as much, but I do need to learn a lot about uh, different actuarial topics and understand uh, what's going on. So, um, you know, it's very different in that respect. It's similar to a lot of roles that I had, which is not typical actuarial roles where I'm meeting with a lot of, uh, you know, top actuaries at, at right. various companies and understanding what their needs are and how I could uh, bring uh, that back to the SOA to figure out how we could uh, meet those, meet those needs, right? So, um, so there, there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of similarities too um, uh, with what I'm doing as well. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it kind of is a cool change for me. I, I, I'm enjoying it. And, um, you know, really, uh, like I said, we, we got a lot, a, lot of, a lot of good things cooking and coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. So you did talk a little bit about uh, how the MMA fight, fighting, your wrestling uh, prepared you for the actual career. What about your current role? Uh, do you see anything within your current role, how your path as a wrestler and MMA fighter prepared you for that? Yeah, um, similar to what I said before. I mean, I, I personally always feel like um, I try not to take credit with my uh, roles. It's more about the team. And um, the first thing I did when I uh, came to the SOA was I need to create a very strong and dynamic team. So mm-hmm. I um, have a committee that I just formed, the Professional Development uh Curriculum and Content Creation Committee, also known as the PD4C, and I got just a, a very strong team I, uh, on uh, with me um, uh, on the core team. I just developed the core team, and we're looking looking to get some more people to contribute to uh, taking professional development to the next level. So, just forming the team, and uh, right now I'm saying, uh, you know what what my team wants to do and what they, they their strengths are and what they they want to uh, kind of work on and uh, what their goals are to help uh, progress the profession forward, if you will. So um, there is a lot, you know, uh, a lot of similarities uh, to the to the um, MMA world. Also, what I'm doing when you think about professional develop, development, it, it's really uh, with the individual, every individual is going to have some different needs to uh, professional development. So, and different needs and different area er, er, uh, stages of their career. So, mm-hmm. you know, you need to figure that out. Just like in MMA and wrestling, you might need to work on your boxing. You might someone else might need to work on their jujitsu um, a little more. Someone needs to work on the cardio. So, uh, developing different 
you know, what, what we're trying to do. And um, like I said, uh, the, the actual approach of what we're trying to do will come out very shortly, but it's um, developing a lot of different tracks for people to go into and uh, what tracks do actuaries need uh, to develop their career and having that ability to customize the tracks based off of people's career goals and what they, um, where, where they're at in their career. Well, John, I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our viewers that I haven't asked you? Um, you know, first, a couple things. One, I'd like to say, hey, awesome job you're doing. I, I really Thanks. think bringing to light, um, I, I think in two respects. I think one, bringing to light uh, what actuaries do outside of their typical day job. Mm -hmm. And I really uh, stress that, that I think the things that in listening to your show, the things that people do outside of their day job really help them out in your day job. And I know you have a bunch of things that you do yeah. outside of your day job that helps you out. I think that's really cool. I think it's great to see actuaries, um, you know, doing this, making podcasts, filming, editing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And that's something that, you know, I'm talking to a lot of uh, video editors right now in this role to uh, move forward with uh, some some things along along that genre. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But, um, you know, like I said, love what you're doing. If anyone has any interest in uh, helping out uh, with uh, the calls, uh, find me on LinkedIn and send me a message. I love to talk to you. Love talking to different actuaries about what they do. But keep doing a stellar job, Jeremy. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you for being my guest on Actuaries in the Wild. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. If you're an actuary or know an actuary who has ventured out into the wild, contact me so we may share your story. You can find Actuaries in the Wild on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and LinkedIn. Thank you for joining us and see you next time on Actuaries in the Wild.